0: Space, the final frontier. Well, it is an outer space, the inner space, that I'm talking about this week. Hi, this is Amy Jo, your stationary nomad, and this is Living from the Bottom to the Top, a podcast about me living my life in my vehicle and my pursuit of buying a house. By now, you should know that I live in my vehicle full-time. You might not realize is just how much space I have or more like the lack of. Ruby is 12 feet long from her windshield to the rear window and 5 feet wide which equals out to 60 feet of square footage. Sounds like a lot of doesn't it? Well here's the reality check. First you lose the front part Because you can't really live in the front seats. Um, When stopped for any length of time, that becomes my storage area. Um, And for Boyd, that's where his sunroom is. He uses the dash as his space. Um, When he gets too warm, then he works his way down onto the floorboards. So the front area is 4 feet by 5 feet. Or 20 square feet. Which brings you down to 40 square feet. Now to take out of that space. um, I have a bed that I created. It's 5 feet long. Or I should say wide. Because I. You know. From side to side. Um, It's 2 feet wide. And it stands approximately. 2 feet 2 inches off the floor. And. I also forgot to mention from the floor to the ceiling in Ruby is three foot two inches. I am five foot, two and a half inches tall. So, uh, standing up is not even an option for me. Um, and in my bed, I have approximately one foot, seven inches to set up which means my head is usually kinked forward. Um, Needless to say, my back constantly hurts. Um, I have a cabinet that I created that has stuff inside of it. Um, It also is my work desk, my sewing table, and occasionally my eating table. Um, When I'm not sewing, my machine is on the floor and my computer is up there when it's charged. Uh, It's also my nightstand. It is two feet long, one foot wide, and one foot four inches tall. Boyd's litter box is about two feet long, one foot wide, and one foot three inches tall. I have a camper toilet that is one foot by one foot. And is a foot tall. That also doubles as my chair for my de- my uh, space in front of my cabinet because I can't put my feet underneath it. Um, I have three totes that don't go up front; they don't fit. Um, so they're off to the side, and in total, they measure two feet long. Each one's two feet long and one foot seven inches wide and when they're stacked together there's like an inch maybe from the top of the roof um then i have a tool tote that uh, is one foot by one foot and is one foot tall by three inches and that includes my jumper cables my screwdrivers my ratchets my wrenches my pliers um, a couple other things that are in there um, that you never know when you're needing. Um, then you take, then you add in uh, Boyd's feeding area for his water and his food. So, and this looks like this is going to be kind of a short episode, but that's okay. Um, care to guess just how much space I have left after all that? I'm betting you might be surprised to learn that I reside in exactly seven square feet of space. Seven square feet of space. I live in the extreme tiny living. Um, a lot of people think this is a really easy life, um, it's really not. You, if you're having a really hard time. Visualizing just how much. Seven square feet is. Um, measure it out. in painter's tape on the floor. You know, figure out. The configuration for. S- seven feet. Like I said my bed is five feet wide. So that would give you what. Two feet. In length. Um, and at the front of that, you add a door, well, not the front, the side, you add a door. Because that's all I have. Um, now that's your area, you know, that door's for getting in and out, and realizing there is a step there. Um, now, the next thing you need to do with the painter's tape is to measure three feet, four inches from the ground up. And put a mark there. That's the height. Now you're not allowed to stand up. Beyond that. You have to. You're six feet tall. I'm sorry. You have to bend over. And, and walk around. Like that. Um, it's not as easy as a lot of people think. Um, I do lose my balance. Quite a bit. I'm large chested, um, so just leaning over is like having, you know, weights pulling me forward. Um, um, so there's that. I am lucky in the fact that, you know, C does let me stay on his property. Um, and he does all, most, almost all the cooking in his RV. Otherwise, I'd have to figure out space for a kitchen. Um, which I really am grateful for that I don't have to. Um, if I'm going to do any kind of traveling beyond, you know, a day trip into town or whatever, uh, where I can leave some stuff here yeah, on C's property, Um, I have to basically play Tetris and, you know, put my sewing machine down on the ground. My goal goal zero on the ground. Um, anything that's in the front seat's now going to come in the back. back. Um, but I have to be able to get to things like my tools. Um, Boyd's got to be able to get to his food. You know, if I'm going to do long distance driving, it takes some working. Um, and I have to make sure you know things aren't going to shift around too far or you know, too much. So it really isn't, it really isn't surprising that after five years of living in a vehicle, I really, really, really want a house. Um, I've seen where people that want thousands and thousands of square footage, and for me, it's amazing that you know, nine hundred square feet seems huge to me. That's a hotel room. Do you know a hotel room configured just right would be the grand, would be the Taj Mahal to me. I could stand up straight, Um, you know, I don't know what my body would do if I I was able to stand up straight for more than a couple hours at a time, Um, be able to sit in my bed without being hunched over so I can, you know, you know, sit up straight and read and whatever. Or be able to lay down without having to figure out. Oh, okay, I've got to sleep at this funky angle because I'm five foot two and a half, and Ruby's only five feet. Crossed. That's two inches that you know I have to curl up. I have bad knees. They cramp. They hurt. I'm tired of being in pain. And then it's cold, that adds to the pain. Um. Yeah. And I want a place that has a tub with on-demand hot, scalding water. Scalding hot water. Instead of having to go take a shower at the truck stop and pay $14. Be able to just go and run a tub full of water and soak in it. That would just be beyond amazing at this point. So... What I have to say is be grateful for the space that you do have and that you live in. And in those moments when you think your space is actually closing in on you. Remember, I live in seven square feet. And if you have a house that's two bedroom, three bedroom, five bedroom. And you think it's too small. Remember, there are those of us that live in exceedingly small spaces every single day so this month I'm using the Colette Baron Reed's Wisdom of the Oracle deck she uses this in her as her teaching deck in her Oracle school which at some point I would love to attend Um, the question for the The question I asked is what does my audience and I need to know for the coming week? The card I got was card number 27, Exchanging Gifts in Reverse. Now, Colette doesn't see reverse cards as bad. They're protection cards, which means you need to stop. It's a stop sign. You know, stop looking to listen and go from there. Um... So she has them, the way her cards are done, is there's the essential meanings. And then if they're upright, then you have the oracle's message, relationship, and prosperity. But because it's in protection, we'll read the essential meanings and then the protection message. So, and as always, I'll take a picture and they will be posted uh, On my co-pay link. And my buy me a copy link. So the essential meaning of exchanging gifts is the law of giving and receiving. Currency, trade-offs, weighing costs, and determining value. And because it's in protection. We were reading it says be careful what you pray for. Because you just might get it. And then realize you don't want to face the hefty price tag that comes with it. You may find yourself in the situation you've always desired. But know you will have to walk away from. Or even fail at it. Because you can't or won't pay the dues it asks of you. If you want to be fame, a famous musician, you have to practice your craft every day. If you want to be a millionaire, you have to be responsible for managing the money... And paying the taxes. Even a windfall bears a cost. It's okay though. Because spirit will help you achieve balance over time. Another message here reminds you that. Being only the giver and not the receiver. Plays out in many relationships in your life. Where you find yourself in a victim mode. In a codependent dynamic. Or holding on to a false sense of control. Others may push you to continue to prove yourself the time has come to distance yourself from this kind of imbalance being aware of the need for both give and take is the first step to your true destiny it's all good and getting better not only can you handle this you can flourish as a result of it it's kind of an interesting uh, statement there considering my class you know the program that i'm doing um this week's was, uh, we're to be finding our life purpose, which I'm having some difficulty with. So I'm guessing that card's telling me I need to kind of step back a little bit and reevaluate what's going on. Um, so, it would be interesting to know what you have to say about the, the podcast. Um, Give me some topics you'd like to hear about as well. Uh, You can do that either through the Anchor app or you can leave me an email, which is also in the description, or on any of my support pages. Thank you. See you next week.